and welcome along to Property Development Live. My name is Paul Merrick. I'm your host. With me today, we have... Margaret Ann Merrick. And, of course... Martin Davis. And today, we are going to speak a little bit about one of the developers on Property Development Live. While most of us have been safe and sound in our own homes, Sonny, as a pharmacist, has still been out there on the front line, serving the community, bringing us our medicines and, and making sure that we are well. And we did an interview with Sonny some time ago, and we're going to share that with you today. But I thought what we'd do is we'd have a little chat among ourselves about our experience of working with Sonny. So, Martin, tell me about your experience of working with Sonny. Well, I think the first thing you notice about Sonny when you first meet him is he's a very likeable guy. He's very polite. He's very quite diffident. He's the sort of guy you feel who is not going to antagonise anybody, whatever he may think. Um, But just because he's easygoing doesn't mean to say he's not determined. Indeed, he's remarkably determined because he's embarking upon a project uh, like this. So he's not afraid to embrace risk. And I suppose the example to that is that talking about getting started on this, he's actually not got all of the funding for his build. He's just got enough to get to wind and water tight. But he feels quite relaxed and confident that he will get that as we go along. And that's one of the things I found interesting about Sonny. I mean, Sonny works from the same sort of school as I did when I first started in development, which is I didn't feel I had to have all the ducks in a row in order to move forward and do the development. As long as I was confident that I had a good product, that people would be interested in it and that people would invest in it, then I would move forward and make a purchase in the same way as Sonny has. That's one of the things that I embraced about Sonny. Obviously, I chose the people to be involved in Property Development Live and the developers I wanted to follow. And one of the reasons I wanted to follow Sonny is he's not reckless, but he is confident that he can make this happen. I agree with you. He's keen to learn. I've seen this over the months, that he will actually soak up stuff quite quietly, and it, but it all goes in. I remember when we were talking quite early on, and he made a, a, a lovely comment about, how do I get to understand the build costs? Do we go to a quantity surveyor? It became very clear after we'd gone through uh, a small session that actually this is stuff that you have to go and learn yourself and you have to do your own research. And he actually, when the penny had dropped, he kind of embraced that. And it's remarkable to see how he's moved on from that over over the last few months. And I see that. I mean, one of the pieces of advice that I gave the new developers with my 25 years experience in development was to go away and build a model, you know, to take some cardboard, to take some glue and just build a model so that you could get to know your own property very, very well. And I must say that of all the developers, Sonny was the first one to embrace that and go away and build a model. You know, he heard what he thought was reasonably good advice. He could relate to why that would make him a better developer. And he just did it. And that's one of the things that strikes me about Sonny every time I meet him. He just does things. So as we are recording this podcast today, Sonny is out looking at a thing called an iron ferry. 
and Iron Ferry is a small second-hand crane. Now, Sonny has no experience whatsoever with large machinery, and yet he was the guy who put his hand up and said, I'll go and check this out. I'll learn how to drive it. I can do this. And I think if there's one thing is going to make you a successful developer, it's not having the brightest intellect. It's not having the most money. It's not even having the most experience. It's being prepared to do things that make you really uncomfortable, that take you well outside your comfort zone, but you do them anyway. And I always find it interesting that when people are more than the sum of their parts. You know, some people are very much like an onion. You peel off the first layer and then there's more layers. And Sonny's very much like that. I remember being out for lunch one day with Sonny and John, another one of the developers on Property Development Live, and we were talking about our experience in history. And I was somewhat boasting about my experience of being brought up in the East End of Glasgow and learning martial arts and learning boxing. And out of the blue, Sonny informed us that he spent about three years as a cage fighter. Now, if you see Sonny, which you'll get the opportunity to do because we have some video of Sonny and an interview on our YouTube channel, you don't instantly look at him and think there's a cage fighter. But he's just one of those guys who has always really, really embraced his own fears and tackled them and went out and done the unexpected. He's an amazing character, much more amazing than he realises that he is. He is one of those people that you just keep peeling the layers and yet there's more and more underneath. I agree with that. It's interesting hearing how we're all enjoying working with Sonny and our different experiences of him. I was giving him an overview of marketing and communication techniques for property and business and my experience was similar to Paul's and Martin's. You know, Sonny is very attentive and he's very keen to translate advice into practical steps. So although I was just giving an overview of how to work with the local media, how to th start thinking about your business communications, how to start thinking about branding, both for your properties and yourself, you know, Sunny was keen to, to drill down into, right, okay, I can start to take notes, I can start to take steps to put this in place. So, you know, how do I identify my local media? How do I contact them? And when I was talking about the difference between proactive and reactive media, he was very interested in that because it hadn't struck him before of the differences in those communication strategies. And although Sonny is quite diffident, that can be both a blessing and a curse in a way because he doesn't realise how unique his perspective and life experiences are. And actually that uniqueness um, is what makes him interesting for local media. It's what will make him be able to develop a USP for his business, a unique selling point, because he's the unique selling point. You know, he's a pharmacist, a cage fighter. He has land in India. He's got flats in the UK. So he's greedy for life experiences. And that curiosity is really important because it helps him to be successful as well as helping him to differentiate himself from others in a crowded market. I know Paul has a very detailed interview with Sonny about all of this that he conducted pre-lockdown on the 17th of February. So rather than us talking about Sonny, let's hear from Sonny himself. 
Sonny, welcome to Property Development Live. Sonny is one of the developers on our Fintry development and we thought we'd have a little chat with him today. A little bit about the history of yourself in property and a little bit about what you hope to achieve with the development up at Fintry. So let's start with a little bit of history, you and property. When did you start in property? I started around the same time um, I qualified as a pharmacist. So that is around 2011. Just got my, my first flat, fixed it up, then rented it out. Did the same a uh, couple of times over, one or two flips in that period. And then in that time also, I went to Asia and invested in some agricultural land with a, a pal of mine at the time. Yeah, relatively successful, but nothing kind of life-changing. And, and what is it about property that drew you to property in the first place? I mean, of all the different businesses you could have got involved in, why did you choose to get involved in property? I tried initially to get into the pharmaceutical sector, because obviously that's what I'm trained in, but the, the barriers to entry were quite high, and um, I needed too much capital to really get started in that. And I just thought property was another way that I could kind of achieve the same kind of results but there wasn't those barriers to entry that there was um, obtaining a, f a pharmacy license. And I think it's one of the things that many people see about property is mm. that it's, um, it's an easy way to borrow money and it's, a, it's seen as mm. a, a kind of um, an easy way into business. Mm. Have you found it an easy way into business? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all and you know not that I um, ever found my pharmacy job too stressful, want to leave it, you know, it, it, is, it can be a quite a, a stressful um, industry to work in, particularly, you know, I've worked in hospitals and stuff like that, and that can be quite tight. But the property stuff has been tenfold more stressful um, than I ever found my, my working career as a pharmacist. And I think that's one of the things that people um, perceive about property, that it's fairly simple, that anyone can do it, and you've been in it for a few years now. Have, have you found any of those to be true? It's simple and anyone can do it. I think it can be simple, but it would be difficult. Um, and I do think that anyone can do it, you know. Um, you know, I don't think it's rocket science, but, you know, you've got to be willing to put the work in and a lot of research but I don't think it's beyond anyone's capabilities. So you're now doing full-scale development and new build house. This is your first ever new build house. Yep, yep. Never done anything like this before. So what, what attracted you to the idea of a new build house? The new build, I feel like to make any serious money, the stuff I was doing was not going to work. The, the refurbs, the bite of cells. Um, it, was, it was bits of money, but it wasn't life-changing. And I think going forward to make the, the larger, bigger sums of capital, it had to be in, in construction, in, in new build particularly. I always think of property as kind of twofold. I think mm -hmm. one, one side is, is what I call drips in the bucket. It's mm -hmm. small rental income that takes a long time to add up. It can add up to a substantial amount of money, but it can take a very long time. Mm -hmm. You have some rental property, I believe, yes. Yeah, yeah. And have you found that yourself? Yeah, I have. I found it's um, like you said. It's kind of you know it's drip, and if you get a few, the drips become bigger, and it can alleviate some of the you know some of the day-to-day -day, uh, hindrances. For example, um, you know to, to take on this other project, I've I've handed in my notice, um, and although um, the rental income got not you know 
vast sums every month, it's been enough for me to to look at other options, you know. And that, but that's took a long time, you know. I've had the rental properties for, for seven or eight years, and that's only some starting to come about now. But what you want to move to now is what I call for making chunks of money. Yeah, capital. Like big, yeah. large chunks of capital, which you can then reinvest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was it, you know, because you can do the, the, the buy-to-let thing and you can get another flat and, and take ages and put another, get another flat, but I just thought it made more sense to build up a large sum of capital and then do a project in which is bringing you a substantial... I guess revenue monthly, rather than these little drips and drabs which I've had, you know, for the for the last few years. And why this particular project? Well, I guess there was a few things, you know, because I, I was looking for 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 some time, you know, a good number of months, and was looking at land and um, some conversion projects. Uh, but when this one came about, there was a few things. So, I guess one that the locality was w- within an hour, you know, and that that's a big deal because you know you've got to be on site every day. And the other thing was that, it, you know, on paper, it looked from out from the due diligence me and uh, my partner could do on it, it looked like it stacked up. It looked like there was enough margin if, if we didn't quite know everything inside out and something came up we hadn't anticipated, which is likely to happen, we still would come out the other end okay. And the other two big things were that someone like yourself was involved you know, I've never really had any advice or input from anyone more experienced. I've just been doing this blind, and I think that's maybe a mistake that I've made in the past. So having someone like yourself involved, just not even just to, to be there all the time, but just to ask a question, you know, if you've got an idea, you think you're right, but you just want someone else to say, yep, yeah, I think that's right, or no, no, you know, there's another way of doing that, that can be huge, you know, the, imp- the cost implications on just a small little question here there can, can have a profound effect on the, on the end product. And th- those are the main ones. And then I guess the other thing was, although uh, we're just building the one unit, there's the three of the developers, so a lot of the decisions will be done together as if it's going to be for five units. So although I'm just building one unit, it's like I'm getting the experience for building five, you know. The, and, and the cost savings. The cost well. savings, yeah, the, the um, economies of scale, you know, we're all building up the same material, installing drainage, um, heating solutions, power, uh, the remediation process, all, all these things which I just wouldn't have a, would never have an opportunity to do if I was just building a, a single unit on, on, a, on a flat piece of land somewhere. So, so let's talk numbers then. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think you're likely to make out of this one single house? From our numbers, depending on what we get, depending on the end sale price, we're looking at between eighty and 100000 So that's a reasonable return. And your level of in, uh, initial investment was how much? Uh, our level of initial investment uh, between my part was about £75,000. So good return on investment then? Uh, yeah, very very good return. If, you know, things go as projected, yeah. But I think what you were saying is that even if things don't go as projected and you make some mistakes because it is your first development, you, there's still a large enough sum there that even if you make £80,000, that's still a reasonable return. I think we'd have to be, you know, pretty hard-pressed to not make any money out of it. It's just a question of how much. How much. Yeah, absolutely. And what time scale do you think? 
we think in the, the guts of a year, maybe nine, nine to 12 months. Do you mind sharing how you've funded this so far and how you intend to fund it going forward? Uh, not at all. Me and uh, a close friend of group, we've kind of done doing it together. So uh, we put in half of the 75,000 each and we've got that. And then we didn't know exactly how we were going to film the build, uh, but we just knew that we'd, we'd find a way. So at the moment we've secured a, a, a small... Um, maybe the first phase of the construction through JV funding, mm -hmm. just through telling people uh, what we're doing and people have come out and, you know, we've had a conversations about what kind of returns it could potentially offer them and it's it's been quite promising. So that's, we've got part so, of it. So you've got the first phase. Yep. Um, do you mind if I asked how much that is? Um, the first phase, we've got about 40,000 there just to get the, the groundworks in, get it started. So that should kind of get you to wind and watertight, as they would say, in, in development, yeah. which is essentially the, the frame up, the yeah. windows in, the roof on, and then kind of you would have essentially a house. Yeah. And in terms of moving forward with that, you're hoping to do the same? You're hoping to JV fund that? Yeah, yeah. We're pretty confident that we'll, we'll find that, you know, because... Um, mm. We've, we've looked at bridging and it's, it makes make sense to do it through JV. It's a bit more flexible. I also think it, it also makes a lot of sense to, kind of, to share the wealth with ordinary people rather than some huge organisation that's going to charge you probably you know, 10, 12, 14%. Yeah. It's giving other people the opportunity to kind of get involved as well. Yeah. And, and are you quite keen, as you learn this process, that you bring other people in as JV partners and they can learn the process along with you? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that was the, the was one of our close friends actually that wanted to, to get involved because he's actually in a similar position where his job's not offering him the fulfilment he wants and he's actually looking at getting into the property. He's done a little bit himself and he actually came up to the site. I think you had a little chat with yourself um, and he was really interested and he probably wants to do a a self-build himself um, and a big reason for him was just to, to see what was going on and it's you know it's it's better than he's quite into you know shares investments into him it was a lot better and more secure than any of the other things that um, he was looking at with the, the, the kind of returns he's getting so that would be a great opportunity for a JV partner then is to come in and um, not only make a reasonable return on their investment, mm -hmm. but also to kind of share the journey with you as you go through and build that first house. They can share that journey and if they wanted to maybe do development themselves at some point in time, then they've got that experience level, but without doing it first hand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because, you know, like the, the, the investor that we've got, He's, you know, he's from Newcastle, where I'm originally from, but he's making trips up and he's quite interested to, to get involved at, at various points in the build. And that would be the same for anyone, I guess, that, that we kind of share that, um, share the project with. If you were to do that, are you quite happy for people to contact you through the Facebook page and, and through the YouTube channel so that they, you can have initial discussions about maybe in, investing in, in your project? Yeah, more than happy, you know, if people want to get involved by any means, even if they don't want to invest, they just want to come and have a look and have a, you know, have a word and see what we're doing, then uh, by all means, they're more than welcome to. Fantastic. Yeah. You've been involved now for a couple of months. Um, mm. Just finish on what your biggest learning is to date. Well, it's been so many in such a short period of time. Um, 
But I guess the biggest learning today is that it, things aren't always just about numbers, procedures and processes. It's the people that govern them and just from seeing uh, the way people like yourselves deal with people, um, that is actually the nuts and bolts of development. It's not you know, spreadsheets and um, charts. It's actually a, a people project. And We're that, in a people business. Yeah, and that is the biggest uh, takeaway, you know, and I'm still kind of just getting my head around that at the moment. Always great to hear from the individual developers themselves and um, their experience of property development live and their experience thus far in property and what they're looking forward to about the development. From me, Paul Merrick from Property Development Live, I'd like to say goodbye for today, but with one last reminder that if you would like to see more of Sunny, you can do so on our YouTube channel. This interview in much more detail is available on our YouTube channel, Property Development Live. Of course, you can also join us on the Facebook and next week here on the podcast. Let me say goodbye to my co-hosts. Martin Davis. Margaret and Merrick. And let me say goodbye to you. Join us again next week on Property Development Live.